I can't do it. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Right. Fucking thing sucks. In five, four, three. Anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Peddling Fiction Podcast. That was cutting out on me, man. I, I, I don't know. I think it's because I have this uh, this trading software running right now on my computer. I'm all glitchy. Um, so I missed missed my cue there. Still the best intro in the business, though. I'll put it up against anybody's. <laughs> we are live on uh, Friday. I, of course, am your host, the voice and soul of so-called fiction, Johnny Profita, and back with me is Justin Hillbilly Boy Campbell. How you doing, man? Not bad. Not bad at all. Definitely glad it is uh, Friday. Not that, not that that means anything in particular with the way my work schedule is. But this weekend, we've got uh, my wife's company Christmas party. And since HR is in control of the drink tickets for the Christmas party, and she is one of the main people in HR, that means I get all the drink tickets. That's great. I, I still find it fucking hilarious that your wife works in HR. She's a, <laughs> she does recruiting more so than HR stuff. When it, it was funny when we actually worked together for a short period of time. She's like, oh, my gosh, you're an HR nightmare. I was like, you're the HR lady. Just deal with it. Like, oh. Yeah, that, that's why I find it so funny because you, yeah, you'd be up in HR like twice a week. But when you're when your wife is the HR person, that means you get to have those conversations at home. You don't have to actually get called to the boss's office. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of office work, did I I don't know if I sent you this or not. I know I, I reposted it or whatever. It was like some something uh, this trans person was like blog like asking about what what he or she could do at work because her her colleague refused to use his or her pronouns or whatever they were did i send you that uh-uh. <laughs> oh dude um <laughs> let me pull it. can you pull it up can you pull it up on my fucking let me see it on my twitter yeah i mean pull up your if you pull up here. your screen i can just pull it straight up i'll just send it dude if i gotta pull twitter i'll just send it to you real quick i should be able to find it pretty pretty uh Pretty quickly here. Let's see. Give me just a second. Yeah, I better. I don't know. I should close this fucking trade thing. It's bogging me down. 
down, man. Even with uh, some of the best internet in Mexico. Uh, where did it go? Oh, because it's replies. Yeah. Here we go. All right, I got it. Sorry about this, ladies and gentlemen. It'll be nine. worth it, though, because I'm going to give you some nine. tips top on how to. How to <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give you some top notch what? Go ahead, get it out. Top notch <laughs> podcasting. Here we are. Huh? Yeah, but I'm going to give you some tips on how to navigate those office politics. This is going to save your career. You want to go ahead and read that? <laughs> Veiled transphobia at work. Feeling unsafe and not sure what to do. Feeling unsafe. You poor, poor bastard. Hey, I tried posting in a different sub as well, but I think it didn't go through because of my throwaway account. I'm using a throwaway because my real one ties to my work. I hope it works here. I could really use some advice. I'm in a weird situation. A new colleague joined and he refuses to use my pronouns or even my name. Instead, he refers to me as my esteemed colleague. I confronted him politely and just said something like, you are my colleague and I hold you in esteem, hence my esteemed colleague. It's BS. <laughs> I can tell he's just a transphobic piece of shit. He calls others by their names. I'm the only trans woman in the office and it's really making me uncomfortable. I even spoke to HR about this, but they said they can't do anything because my esteemed colleague is apparently not discriminatory. It's genuinely uncomfortable working with him because of this. It really gives me the creeps and makes me feel dehumanized. <laughs> that, ladies and gentlemen, is delicious. And we do need a Jamie. Um, as, as soon as I get a $100 million contract with uh, Spotify, I'll get myself a Jamie. All right. So uh, share the show and uh, subscribe and everything like that. We'll get ourselves a Jamie. Until then, you're just going to have to fucking deal with it. <laughs> no, we should have been a little more organized for that. But absolutely great. Dude, I love the passive aggressiveness in that, my esteemed colleague. That's just so good. I That's the way we got to do it. I think that's the way you fight this battle in the office. Because you're never going to get their fucking pronouns right with all the weird zers and zs and all that shit. And they're just never going to be satisfied. But that's a major loophole. That, that is a life hack for the office. They're your esteemed colleagues. And I guess you could use it in a bunch of different scenarios with people around the office that you don't really care for. But man, if you got a, you got a tranny in your office, they're your esteemed colleague. <laughs> oh, got, a, got a good chuckle out of that. It's such an amazing passive aggressive way to just to not do anything wrong while completely turning that person's head inside out because they just can't they just can't stand that you won't call them you won't call them by anything that they want you're just going to call them my right. esteemed colleague yeah because they don't get to dictate like first of all I'll, I'll you know i'll call you whatever the fuck i want to call you but yeah in the office you got to be a little more careful and it's just like yeah i'm not playing your retarded game here's my retarded game you're my esteemed colleague i hold you in esteem <laughs> Very high esteem. So, oh, uh, yeah, it's great. Don't play their games. Just turn it around on them. And just it, it probably makes them even more angry. 
than if he was just to call her or him. I don't know, whatever the fuck they are. Um, if you were just to call them by their biological regular pronouns, like a regular person, I think my esteemed colleagues pisses them off even more. It's, it's the way of not acknowledging anything that they want. You're not acknowledging their fake made up name because I guarantee you this person doesn't like th this person in the office name was probably Roger or Bill or something. And now goes by destiny or Trinity or some yeah. like dumb, some dumb made up name. And then yeah. also wants to be referred to by the new pronouns or whatever. And it's like, I'm just not, I'm just not going to play along with your, with your mental breakdown at all. Like, I'm just going to refer to you as my esteemed colleague. And you know that I respect you because that's why I call you my esteemed colleague. But yeah. otherwise I'm not, I'm not going to respect your mental break. And then they actually have to go to HR to complain. He called me my esteemed colleague. <laughs> just like, all right. That's a, that's a compliment. Are you not an esteemed colleague? Would you? Yeah. Right. Well, you don't understand. You didn't hear his tone. That's like, all right, well, we can't uh, HR somebody over their tone. <laughs> oh, man. It's great. It's That's fucking it. great. It reminds me of uh, when all that 4chan shit was going on and they would just come up with these fucking hilarious tropes on the internet. And it was just so good. Like, it's okay to be white was a great one. <laughs> The the channers have figured out trolling and how to take a social movement, flip it on its head, and then show just how insane the left is with the things that they support or like try to make seem like terrible things. Uh, it's it's something that we talked about with the with the bronze age mindset stuff last night when Mark and I did that episode and, and like, it's one of those things of figuring out how to turn their game against them. Like it's, it's brilliant. Just, and 4chan is amazing because it's like, it's Reddit. Reddit is like a gay liberal 4chan. Like it's, it's kind of the same thing, except that on the left. But sometimes you can find Reddit subs and and Reddit users that are like really based and have figured out how to troll and be just complete nightmares on society. Then like it's it's incredible. Like I live for that kind of shit. It's it's the way that you win. Like you have to lean into figuring out how to piss them off and showcase how insane they are while not really doing anything at all. Like, yeah, my esteemed colleague, it's okay to be white. Like, you know, some of these things are not, there's nothing objectively bad about saying any of these things, but but when you do, it just triggers the yeah. psychopath so much, and it's so gratifying. Yeah, well, and a big part of the problem is that these lunatics, they, they have no guiding principles. For their life it's always they're just hopping from issue to issue and however it makes them feel or whoever is more oppressed like the the israel palestine thing was a kind of a good example because it's like you know over here is like oh yeah you got to be like really pro pro jewish you know they're 
they're very oppressed. But then it's like when it comes to Israel, Palestine, it's like now they're the colonizer. And so like they have no guiding principle. So they'll inevitably end up saying like the dumbest things, contradicting themselves and just being prime candidates for a defiant L post, (laughs) you know, just like it's always going to happen. Well, that's, did you see the the thing where I guess it's about been about a week ago where Biden there, I I know it wasn't actually Biden, but the Biden administration put out two letters to like Democrats. And one of them was for the, <laughs> one of them was for the, like the pro Hamas pro Palestine Democrats that more or less said, look, we need to, we need to acknowledge that what Israel's done is wrong. But then the other one, it was for the pro-Israel and pro, pro-Jew Democrats. It was like, Israel has a right to defend itself and we support them totally. Like trying to cover all of his bases with everybody. Because right now, um, uh, looking at like the polls and stuff, he's way down. Because a lot of the Democratic base, like the average Democrat, thinks that they need to be pro-Palestine. And and so, and because uh, Israel's human rights violations and stuff like that, not that that's wrong, but like that's where they, that's where they're aligning. But also a lot of the like big name, big money Democrats are Zionists and Jews. And so... Like he, ha- he, he has to toe this line of either, either you're going to piss. I mean, the only way to do it is piss one side or the other off or do it the way they've been doing and just piss everybody off. It's, it's pretty spectacular. Yeah. They're in uh, quite the pickle because I, Jewish people overwhelmingly vote Democrat and Jewish people tend to have a lot more money than these like hip, like these fucking college uh, social justice warrior types who are, all, all uh, about Palestinians, but again, young people overwhelmingly vote Democrat as well, or at least up to this point they have. I've, I've been seeing some polls where it's like the whatever the generation below us, or maybe two generations below. Are there two below me now? Am I that fucking old? Uh, we're we're tech. We are technically on the old end of millennial, and I hate that because yeah. I don't want to be associated with with millennials generally speaking, but we're on. And then, so, we're on the and then what, what's, what's after us? it's Gen Z and Gen X or something. Yeah. The Gen Z, the zoomers. And then I don't know if the, if the next generation below Z has technically been given a category just yet. Okay. But yeah, so like there's, there's some evidence to suggest that young people are starting to, to switch that trend because they're just seeing all the craziness, I guess, of, uh, of, uh, left-wing politics. But yeah, they overwhelmingly vote Democrat and Jewish people overwhelmingly vote Democrat. So it's like, all right, who, if I was, if I was Biden, I'd probably go with the money. Um, I, you know, it's not like those social justice warriors are gonna, um, vote, vote for Trump, but. Right. They're not voting for Trump. Like worst case scenario, they're going to go vote for a third party. And yeah, so, or they just don't show up. But if they don't show up, it's you know, they're gonna have to find a lot more uh, two a.m. ballots to stuff in the boxes. In twenty twenty, we were told that if you vote for a third party candidate, that's the same as voting for Trump, and if you don't vote, that's the same as voting for Trump. 
And if you, I don't, literally anything that you do is the same as voting for Trump. And then somehow they managed to find, find plenty of votes for Biden. So. Yeah, I wouldn't be too worried about it. I'm sure they could do it again. Magoo is over on the Rumble chat. He says the people who burn down buildings vote for Democrats. <laughs> yes, peacefully, peacefully, peacefully burn down buildings. Yes, yes. Uh, the ones who walk through them nonchalantly um, to take over the government at a at a <laughs> at a medium pace. They're overwhelmingly Trump supporters and need to be put in a in a cage for the rest of their life. Oh, all that. Uh, speaking of and Rumble, all that footage is going up on Rumble. If it hasn't already, it's being it's in the process of the like all the J six footage is supposed to be going up on Rumble like over the weekend. A lot of I think a lot of it's already been put up or is in the process of being put up. So we're we're going to officially have the lid completely blown on this whole narrative of hostile violent insurrection and and actually get to see that that couldn't be further from the truth not that we didn't already know that like like i've said many times i mean we ran a stream on the peddling fiction group page where i pulled up a youtube video or like a youtube channel that was running four simultaneous streams of what was going on at the Capitol on January 6th. Like that whole afternoon, I just had this pulled up on the Peddling Fiction group chat, group watching live as it happened. And people would pop in and out and we'd talk about it as shit was going down throughout the afternoon. But anybody watching that the whole time could very clearly tell that like there wasn't anything that would qualify as violent insurrection per se. And the moments where things were violent, a lot of it was uh, instigated by the Capitol police. Like there would be a crowd standing there just chanting and yelling, let us in, not doing anything. And then smoke grenades and other stuff would come flying at them from the Capitol police. And then they would all go nuts. And it was like, um, you're you're in, you're literally instigating these people who are just standing there not doing anything. Or or the the one my favorite part was was the like the tunnels underneath Congress where the group is pushing, saying let us in, and the Capitol Police have their riot shields not letting them advance. And one of the Capitol Police gets hung in like a doorway, and like he's hurt. You can tell he's hurt, and the Capitol police were, were retreating. So they just abandoned the dude. Like, sorry, dude, you're going to, you're left, left you whatever they want to do with you. What did they do with him? They got him out of the door. They got him secured where that he was. Okay. They passed him over the line. They stopped pushing until they knew that he was safe and that he had been taken away from everything. And then once they were content, once they were content that he was safe and not in danger, then they started pushing again. Like a violent insurrection doesn't stop to help a police officer get to safety before they start pushing again. Like, you know, not, not traditionally. Yeah. <laughs> again, just all of these protests are just so stupid. I, I can't, I can't stress that enough. They're never going to accomplish anything. Um, especially if you half-ass it like they did on January 6th. 
Like it, they're going to call you violent insurrection insurrectionist anyway. You might as well just be a violent insurrectionist. <laughs> you know what I mean? Go for broke. You're going to end up in a fucking hole somewhere. And like, you know, you don't poke, you don't like fucking, uh, poke the, uh, the, the hornet's nest or whatever. If they had done that, it would have been similar to like Ethiopia and some of these other countries that have had, um, that have had coups that have where mobs have just descended upon their capitals and decided to take over. Like they, if they had wanted to with the numbers they had there, if, they could have. Yeah. If anybody had showed up armed, that's another thing is nobody was armed. Like there were some, there were some agent provocateurs in the crowd who had weapons, but the crowd, generally speaking, like the actual non-feds who were just there for the rally and everything, nobody had weapons. Uh, I, but Justin, this one guy had zip ties. And he said he was looking for Mike Pence. It's <laughs> just like, all right, dude. Yeah. These are all the uh, the gun-toting um, Christian conservatives that cling to their, their guns and their Bibles. And not one of them had a firearm. You know, the guy with zip ties looking for Mike Pence, do we know for a fact that he wasn't just like somebody that brings zip ties to see Mike Pence on a weekly basis anyway. Like Pence seems like the kind of dude that might be into some kinky shit. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, it's just something that you would hear. It was like a retort from everybody that was calling them insurrection. Like this guy had zip ties. Like, all right, if you're going from a uh, violent insurrection to a guy with zip ties, it's like, all right, dude, that's quite the stretch. And it, it does just drive me crazy. Like though they just, keep going with these talking points and they just say it like as a matter of fact it reminds me of the the thing like uh the the pay gap the gender pay gap which drives me crazy like they just keep saying even though it's it's actually been thoroughly debunked that th those numbers are just complete bullshit they don't take anything into account when they're considering the um the pay between men and women. And when you factor in a, a few things, it's like women actually make more on average, but they just keep saying it, you know, gender pay gap, gender pay gap, gender pay, pay gap. And I was watching a, a Piers Morgan interview. It was the, the one that he just did like a week or two ago with, with Andrew Tate. I was watching that. And he was just like, you know, he was just like, well, January 6th, like violent insurrectionists, people like they killed people. And I was just like, dude, how can you be like the only people that fucking died that day was was like some old woman in the crowd that had like a heart attack or something. And then Ashley Babbitt, who got shot in the face or the neck by police. That's it. Like no fucking no politicians died. No police died. There was like a cop that had a fucking brain aneurysm or something like three days later. And they were blaming it on that. I mean, it's instead of the fucking vaccine that he was forced to get, I'm sure. And you still have like years later, you still have Pierce Morgan. Who's like, I mean, say what you want about the guy. He, I think he tries to be somewhat genuine and he just like sucks at it. Yeah, I guess. And then he's speaking of like, so he's got, he's got the COVID now. He's got the new variant. Fresh out of mm -hmm. fresh out of China, and I found this this post to be pretty funny. I, I think I sent that to you, right? As him and Andrew Tate were going back and forth about, Tate was giving him some fucking jazz because they were arguing about the again with the vaccine stuff, 
and uh, because because Piers Morgan has no guiding principles, there's there's tweets about him, you know, saying like, oh well, you know, even though you can still um, get COVID with the vaccine, so it should be up to you, blah blah blah. blah. And then the next one is like, oh, uh, thank God, I or you know, if only I'd gotten my booster, I wouldn't be so sick with COVID right now. And you just go back and forth, contradicting themselves constantly. We really do need it, Jamie. Say, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep rambling. Yeah. Oh, I didn't send it to you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that bullshit. I sent it. <laughs> anyway, what else we got? Speaking of the booster, um, I want to talk about the, ah, we've got, we got a bunch of different stuff on this. So there's a new, it's not a COVID booster, but it's a new Pfizer vaccine. Uh, yeah. What is it? It's for, it's to protect your baby against RSV. So pregnant mothers between 32 and 36 weeks are supposed to get this new, um, this new RSV vaccine for the baby. So it's not for the mother. It's for the baby. So when the baby is born, they're already pre-vaccinated against RSV. Yeah. Clinical trials where the drug was compared to a placebo Infants born to pregnant individuals experienced low birth weight uh, on. And so that's one of the things that I wish I, I, I wish I'd I, uh, had it pulled up. There are like the charts and stuff showing miscarriages and birth complications and stuff like since 2021, where you see like a, you know, like with a lot of other things, you see like a fairly steady line of this is how many of these occurrences happen every year. And, you know, it's slightly it gets slightly higher and higher or higher and lower every year. But more or less, it stays relatively flat. And then you hit 2021. And all of a sudden, it's like <laughs> goes straight through this roof. And it's like, whoa, what just happened? Uh, and and like miscarriages and birth complications are one of those things. That, and they were like hardcore pushing the the vaccines for pregnant women. They're like, oh, no, this is 100 percent totally safe for you if you're pregnant safe for your baby and everything like they literally never tested that they don't know they they have no fucking clue there is no clinical trial data to say whether or not it's safe for a pregnant woman they're just out here on conjecture like yo yeah absolutely safe that's that's why the fda gave it an emergency authorization is because we know that it's totally safe yes it's as safe as it is effective and the so going going back to the the um the fetus Pfizer vaccine. I, I found that just incredible on a number of levels. A, that you're going to give your unborn baby vaccination is just fucking crazy to me. Why, like, the, dude, birth, like the miracle of birth just seems like such a precarious situation. I don't want to be like shoving fucking needles in there and introducing what I would consider free radicals into this equation. And how would they even fucking test that? I I don't know. But I found it also very interesting that it was when you were reading that they said pregnant individuals instead of women. And then they said baby at 30 to 32 weeks, 30 to 35 weeks or something. And I mean, that what's that like the third trimester? Yeah. So that's pretty late, but that's not too late for abortions in certain um, certain blue states, or at least they're pushing for that, right? These late term abortions. Uh, so I, I just found it 
hilarious that it was like preg- uh, so we're we're not calling them women because obviously it's, it's 2023 anybody can get pregnant and we're not and all of a sudden this uh clump of cells that we're not supposed to care about is a baby that we need to inoculate from our i don't even know what rsv is um the fact that i haven't heard of it makes me think that it's not that serious of a thing but it, it, I've so also RSV, never gone is, rsv is actually pretty serious it's uh okay in uh sudden death syndrome is another thing that they call it it's uh, oh that's what it is oh, why don't they yeah. just call it that then sudden death uh, that i've heard of or i think the two of them are connected or they're related they go kind of go hand okay. in hand like rsv yeah. is a it's a um it's a respiratory infection that's pretty bad like if if small children especially infants get it it can be pretty deadly pretty quickly okay. um it's, yeah, you should know this, dude. You've got like 30 kids. Yeah, I, I mean, the Brady Bunch. I'm family. like, I'm like the 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 worst person to to go to for for that kind of stuff, like for parenting kind of stuff, because I'm just kind of like free for all. Like, if they survive this, then they'll survive any. They can survive anything. Like, let's let's test let's test their uh, immune systems and, and uh, how how flexible they can be and everything. I else. mean, how how like. How common is RSV? Do we know that? Does it say that? I don't think it does because it's just like an ad that we saw. I don't see. I don't think it's one of those things that like happens at such a high frequency that it needs a vaccine. A vaccine, right? Like, yeah, but it's like something that you know when you get a paranoid parent. You, you can scare the scare the bejesus out of them by saying, "Oh, you know, sudden death or whatever." This respiratory disease, if they get it, you know, they're going to die. And if they get this vaccine, they won't get it. Well, and like all, may- these, all these new parents, they're so fucking terrified of everything. Like they're they, they don't want their kids to ever get sick, to ever get hurt, to ever have to ever fail, to ever go through any kind of hardship. Like I, where where did this kind of like raising mentality come from? I, I don't understand it. Yeah, well, it's the pussification of America. I remember, I think this was maybe in one of Adam Carolla's books or something, you know, in 50 years, we'll all be chicks or something like that. I read it a long time ago, but he was talking about how, like, he had twins and his son had, like, uh, his head was a little misshapen when he was born, when he was, like, a little kid. I mean, I guess the the head gets kind of smashed up a little bit when they're, when they're coming out, but... um it generally tends to, you know, fix itself over time. And when he was like, you know, three years old or something, he goes to the pediatrician and the pediatrician convinces his wife that he needs this like $5,000 helmet thing to put on his kid to shape his head. So he doesn't have a misshapen head when he gets older. And, and of course his, you know, the the mom is all is like super concerned she's like oh i don't want him to have a misshapen head and corolla's like wait a minute like i i went through childhood i didn't see any kid wearing a fucking helmet to shape their head that's never happened like that just didn't exist before like this is clearly a fucking racket and the helmet was like super expensive it was just like a hockey helmet essentially but they charged like five grand for it and he's like and he like i called bullshit but obviously you know you got happy wife happy life kind of fucking thing 
they get the helmet the kid wears it for like a week and then it just ends up in the corner somewhere huh. like you're not going to get a four-year-old to wear a fucking helmet all day long it's ridiculous yeah. You got to replace that happy wife, happy life mentality with control your whole. Like that's. The... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, the kid's head is perfectly fine. Normal shaped. Nothing wrong with it. So when we were kids, if somebody was wearing a helmet, it was for other reasons. Like yeah. they were also on the shore. Yeah, they, they, like a brick fell on their head when they were walking by a construction site or something. And imagine the, the misshapenness of your head. If you were a normal kid, but you just wore this helmet every day and people were just punching you because of it. Like this whole, this thing is absolutely ridiculous, but that like this mentality that we have to wrap our kids in fucking bubble wrap. Ah, we're doomed. The West is doomed, Justin. Uh, maybe not all of the West, but yeah, it's uh, not, not looking great. Speaking of uh, the, the vaccination statistics on different stuff, do you see this? Uh, we need to check on this guy. I'm not sure. The whistleblower? Yeah. yeah. The the New Zealand whistleblower who hacked a COVID vaccine data and uncovered that the, the vaccines are on average killing one in a thousand people. Uh, he, he got bail, but they weren't giving him bail immediately. They were going to continue to hold him. Uh, and I don't. I don't know if this was, I don't think it was this Tuesday. I think it, it's like next Tuesday or something. Um, need so to, we need to check in on this guy and see if he's, uh, if, if he's still doing all right. I mean, it is, it is New Zealand. So it feels like there might be at least statistically a slightly lower chance that Hillary's people can get to him. But at the same time, like well, Pfizer has a, yeah, Five that's why they had to wait until Tuesday, dude. They got to line up the hitman. He's got a long flight. <laughs> yeah. Pfizer has some pretty deep pockets, so I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, it just takes a while to get over there. So, mm -hmm. yeah, they, they'll let him out on Tuesday. After the guy gets in Monday. He's going to be a little jet lagged. He's got to you know take a nap, get in position, that kind of stuff. But, yeah, that's – I mean, dude, one in a thousand, I mean, that – that That's seems like pretty good odds until you realize that billions of people have gotten this fucking thing. And it's just like, holy shit, do the math on that. I mean, how many Americans were vaccinated? A couple hundred million the first round? Yeah. Yeah. The, the Not an insignificant number of people. Right. The revaccination rate has gone down fairly significantly with every, uh, with every booster, but the initial, like the initial, the initial two shots or whatever it was i think 100 million people possibly yeah something like that and there's um also i think was that was that also new zealand who's the chick that fainted where's she from pull that up oh yeah because she was i think she was really pushing the 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 vaccine as well this is the Mon oh, montreal mayor yeah direct them to other kinds of, of services. So I would, um, uh -oh. and down goes Frazier. <laughs> yeah. Like, 
I, I've never seen like I feel like if this stuff was happening pre-COVID, I would have seen it a couple times. We've seen a bunch of people just like collapsing out of nowhere. The comedian chick, like right on cue after making a joke about, about COVID, collapses. Um, it's really bizarre, man. It's really bizarre. And I was thinking, I was like, maybe this is because they're not getting their boosters. Like, this is what happens when you only take the first dose. And the reason you have to keep taking it is so that you don't, you Die. don't end up dying. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> there was, there's been also evidence that these vaccines, the mRNA vaccines are actually, you know, the, the thing that, that was like the big conspiracy theory that's uh, objectively false that, that they would like, you know, block you and cancel you for saying was that these mRNA vaccines were altering your, your, your DNA, that they were altering your, like your body's chemical composition. And now there are actually some studies that are showing that, yes, they are actually, they are actually changing things in your genetic makeup yeah. with gene therapy. Yeah. Did, a, did a deep, uh, relatively deep dive on one podcast about that. I think back in 2020 or maybe it was 2021. I can't remember. I, that might've been, <laughs> that was definitely one of our biggest strikes. I think So I, I, <laughs> I think I actually titled the episode. These aren't vaccines. So if yeah. you guys want to go back and listen to that, um, that might have been what what finally uh, was the nuke for uh, our uh, YouTube channel. But happy to be on Rumble now. Fuck YouTube. And uh, yeah, anything that they anything they give you a strike for, you will inevitably be proven right. Just give it give it six months to a year. Holy shit! I was just trying to find the like the the stuff that was showing the statistics on on how this is actually a uh, huh no 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 i found something even worse now the uh the fda has approved two sickle cell therapies that literally use a gene editing tool um like it's it's going to be a genetic <laughs> a genetic altering therapy to treat treat sickle cell i mean, what kind All of right. I'm sure that every black person in America is going to be lining up to get that one. Yeah. Uh, uh, hopefully they learn something from uh, some of the other uh, ways that the government has tried to, to help them over the years. And they'll stay that. I mean, what, what was it? The Tuskegee project? Like, I think a lot of people know enough about some of these things that they're, they're not going to rush to get in line for some new experimental ther gene therapy or, you know, treatment yeah, or something like if that. I remember, yeah. If I remember correctly, yeah, the African-American community were some of the uh, most resistant to getting that vaccine when it first came out. Rightfully yeah. so. Uh, yeah, this just sounds like they're ready to experiment them, experiment on them again. Well, and like the but, crazy thing is there had been so there had been different types of like coronaviruses that had. That had come out over the years, and there was one back in the late 70s, I want to say that um they they really specifically targeted black communities tr to try to get them to take these vaccines for this it was some sort of a bird flu type of a type of a virus 
uh, you know, a, a type of a coronavirus. And they specifically targeted black communities to try to get them to take these vaccines and got just shut down. Like they they shut down the entire program in less than two weeks because it was such an abject failure. Like they were they were pushing it in black communities and just basically got told, fuck you, go away. We're not doing that. And and then it turned out that it wasn't like, of course, they shut this whole th- this whole program down. And then it turns out that this like super deadly bird flu thing didn't even really do anything it was it wasn't even like it wasn't even a mild cold level type of a thing like the more you look back through our history uh, especially the history of the pharmaceutical industries really kind of pushing this kind of stuff the more you find that 2020 and 2021 were not unique they were not the first time they were just the first time that they were successful on that type of a, of a scale. Yeah. Yeah. It's dude, I'm trying to think if I saw any, I feel like most of the, the COVID Karens and everything, none of them were black. It was always like fucking white people that were telling you to fucking put your mask on and shit and clutching their pearls. It is interesting. Uh, I think the, one of the, communities in this area that i've seen that still wear masks most frequently are um like upper middle age and older black people but i also think that the reason that they're they're wearing masks still and at a higher frequency is because they probably uh, just absolutely refuse to have anything to do with the vaccine so they they still think enough of it to want to protect themselves but they are. There is no way in hell they're going. They're going along with getting any, any shots that the government pr- promotes. Like mm. they'll wear. They'll wear masks until the mask suffocates them before they're going to get any, any government <laughs> shots. Oh God, I we there. There needs to be like an annual or maybe a biannual reminder of just how insane the world was in 2020 and 2021 it, it we cannot forget how fucking stupid people were sitting in fucking like bubbles at their desk the stickers on the floor i, I mean dude the remember like the band practices and shit and they like cutting holes in their mask and playing the fucking clarinet like what the fuck is going on man? A hundred years from now, nobody's going to believe that this that people were this fucking stupid. I hope. It's funny because we were talking about it last night, or not last night, night before last at work. Like um, different experiences that we had had, like during 2020. Because most of us, most of the guys that I work with, we all came on after COVID had kind of ended, and that and people were starting to come back into the workforce, and so you still had you still had like mass mandates and and there was the, like the looming threat of the vaccine mandate that came, but, but people were starting to kind of slowly get back to normal. And so like, we were all kind of talking about the different jobs and stuff we did during COVID, you know, before we started working where we all are now. And, and I was talking about like, you know, being working at Lowe's versus like going to home Depot or Menards or some of the other like big uh, like stores like that. And some of them, like, 
they would have they would have people posted up at the doors like no if you want like you put a mask on or you can't come in you have to go back out or uh like that was that was how that was how home depot and menards were uh i got i actually got past we went to menards one weekend and i got past the the gatekeeper and got in and we were walking around the store and everything and we do all of our shopping and we're going to check out and the girl at the checkout was like you can't be in here without a mask on i was like yeah if you let me pay for my shit then i'll i'll leave like that's i'm trying to not be in here thank you we can finish this really quickly uh, they got we went to we went to one store and woman was standing at the door as soon as i walked in she's like here you have to wear this and i just said i don't do that and kept walking and she's just dumbfounded like didn't didn't know how to respond to that and i got into that store too and uh, working at Lowe's, they let us wear the face shield. Lowe's would not enforce the mask policy at all. Like we were told Lowe's has a mask policy for customers, but if they don't want to, like we're not going to tell them that they have to. Like we we don't have the authority to to do that. So like don't say anything to them. If you see somebody walking around the store without a mask on, just don't say anything to them. It's like you don't have to worry about that. I'm going to start telling people they can take it off if they want. Like, don't, don't tempt me, motherfucker. But they would let us wear the face shield. And I, so I wore the shield because it was less restricting than having the mask like over your mouth. And I had this old lady walk up to me. Her mask was like down, just covering her mouth. It was down off of her nose. And she comes up to me. She goes, you know, that shield doesn't do anything. I was like, lady, I just wear it so I can work here. I don't really give a shit. She, she did not she did not like that answer <laughs> yeah you know uh your mask isn't covering your nose either hon yeah. it, it really is just uh, i had very low um a very low i don't even know what the word is not expectations just a very low view i think of humanity in general before covid they they surpassed my expectations by orders of magnitude. I, I never thought, I was like, all right, yeah, people are fucking really stupid. And that was just based on me just like watching people stand in lines for things that they don't even know what the line is for, like that kind of stuff. And, or just like crossing the street. I used to walk down Michigan Avenue every day, like on my fucking lunch break. And like one, if one person just walks into the street, 10 or 15 will follow them without looking and like almost get hit by cars. It's unbelievable. Like people are just fucking sheep, but you think at some point there's got to be like a breaking point where it's like, all right, that's just a little too stupid for me, the sheep. But I don't think there is, there's, there's no, there's no point. I mean, even like today, why aren't they wearing masks now? And why aren't they getting their boosters now? I, I feel like we should be, the opposite of uh covid like we should be the covid karens now like no, no no where's your fucking mask you can't talk to me without a mask what what changed what what changed we were still wearing we were still requiring all that stuff while the vaccine was out too yeah our expectations were low but holy fuck yeah dude and and by the way yeah you had if there should have been some sort of contract when when you voluntarily got the the vaccine where you had to get all the booster, like you just can't stop. You don't just get to take a couple and then just be like, all right, I'm good now. No, no, that's not the deal. Every six months, that's the deal. 
if you're going to be the guinea pig for this, guinea pig it all the way up. Like we need to see this thing to its fruition. We need to see just what kind of yeah. alien creature this turns you into ultimately. What, since, what, what since changed? And now we've got, yeah. I mean, and because they didn't keep getting their boosters and they stopped wearing their mask, now we got this, uh, this thing coming out of fucking China and it's killing all the children. It's their fault. If y'all would have kept boosting it up, we never would have had this problem. Your 100%. your lack of diligence is why all of us are gonna, all the rest of us are gonna die. One hundred percent. And plus, it had it it has mutated to it's mutated to get around your vaccine. Like all of us who were unvaccinated, we're still just as susceptible to the original version. Like we we didn't do anything to make this thing mutate. It's all of you vaccinated boosted motherfuckers y'all created this super COVID, and now it's going to kill all of us thanks thanks so much yeah all right that's enough beating up on the COVID idiots uh we got some other stuff here because we're we're running up on time pretty soon beat up on chicago a little bit more i know that's your favorite shithole chicago it is friday what do we got oh mayor uh mayor johnson of chicago is reacting to uh, the Illinois governor's decision to discontinue building the migrant encampment <laughs> that was supposed to be going up. Like this thing was such a such an impressive failure to launch. Like they brought in equipment and they start clearing out an area that they're going to build this in, this migrant encampment, only to not do it. Like uh, it's the the story of of following this whole thing over the last month or so has been just unbelievable. And I mean, it's a testament to the failure of Illinois politics, like the, the way they've gone about this. Let's, let's hear what uh, mayor Johnson has to say. Yes, about please it. explain the decision. Yeah, well, first of all, the mission is still very much alive. Um, I've said from the very beginning, especially as winter is approaching and weather is shifting um, is to get people out of police stations um, women, children sleeping on the floors. You know, I can't even hear it, dude. That volume is bullshit. Remove people from police districts. And we've, we've been doing that work. Um, in fact, I believe the latest number that I have, uh, there were almost 4,000 people in police districts as well as the airport. Um, that number is now down to under 500. So that work continues um, because of the type of collaboration. Yeah, well, first of all, the mission is still very much alive. They, the mission is still very much alive. They must have turned his volume down or something because they weren't sure what he was going to say. He because he started out pretty good and then his volume just dropped off like i i didn't change the volume on the video like it just dropped yeah, off. It's cranked all the way up he's got four fucking microphones <laughs> yeah i think they turned his ass off they didn't want they didn't want him to be heard but yeah he said that they had over four thousand people in police stations and airport and the airport like just homeless migrants that they were just housing in these places and he says they've gotten that under 500, but is that because they've actually like found places to put these people or did that many of them just decide, fuck this, the American dream is dead and go back to where they're going they back to Venezuela. I, I don't know. Anybody's guess. I think I, I sent you one more thing about Chicago, right? Yeah. Uh, what do I do with that? That one was kind of a fail. That one was kind of a fail. Chicago shittier than that. Here we go. Uh, here we, here we yeah. go. So this is this is Evanston, which is technically not Chicago. It's the next city over, but is it is the Chicago land area? Go ahead and read that for us. 
So in Evanston, they want to offer segregated classrooms, kind of like they did there in the Jim Crow days, because black students are at the bottom and being outperformed consistently. Uh, our, this is impressive. I've seen this. I've actually seen this in a number of of uh, like large liberal cities now. Uh, they're they're trying to push for similar things in. Uh, in New York, I think they've already been doing this sort of stuff in Atlanta. Um, to shrink the learning gap, a school district offers classes separated by race. Our black students are, for lack of a better word, at the bottom consistently still, and they are being outperformed consistently, said the school board vice president in Evanston, Illinois. It's not good. So, so to, to combat the fact that they're being outperformed, they're just going to pull them out of class with all the people who are doing better. I mean... This is Justin. It's almost. I maybe should they have their own schools? Creating remedial segregated. Have we have we tried giving them their own schools and maybe a, a separate drinking fountain? <laughs> I mean, this is like when you follow their retarded beliefs to their conclusion. It actually makes sense to segregate everybody. Well, I mean, but segregation that, was like the worst thing ever. So the reason they, they had here? their own drinking fountain was that was the that was the fountain that they were putting the fluoride in to make sure it retarded them a little <laughs> bit more over time. And then and then they then they did away with the segregated drinking fountains. And now all of our kids are retarded. Yeah, but let's just let's let's build them their own schools and then we can we'll only teach them the non-racist math and stuff like that. So that they can do, because obviously the reason they're they're not performing well in school consistently at the bottom, according to the Evanston uh, vice president or whatever, is because of all the um, institutional racism that's baked into all these classes. So I I don't even think putting them in their own class is going to work. They they probably need their own school. I don't know. Have we have we tried that? I feel like we tried that. Uh, progressive, right? What are we What are we progressing towards again? Because last time I last time I checked, it was Donald Trump that was going to take us back to the 1950s. Yeah, yeah. No, it's lib liberal <laughs> politics, or what are going to return us to the uh, to to the Jim Crow era? <laughs> oh my God, dude. Well, I, I mean, it's it's just insane that like that's that's the solution that they come up with is is that. Black students are doing poorly in school, especially in the math and sciences. So instead of change the way that we teach them or like change the way that the classes are done or try to figure out like what's the what's the root cause of why they're falling behind? No, no, no. We're we're just gonna segregate them and put them in their own class and then then they can be graded on a curve. And that works out so well. That's why uh, I think 58% of the black males who graduate high school in uh, in like Atlanta, the Atlanta area schools are uh, functionally illiterate. Like they can't even read or write at a fifth grade level. Like most of them are, are like first grade level or below. Uh, yeah. Well, it does. Yeah, it does present quite the problem when you keep graduating people 
and they're not actually ready to go to the next level. And so they have to, that's why they have to create separate classes because you cannot teach. Like if you teach at a regular pace for the people that have actually graduated to that level, the, the people that have just um, been pushed to the next level, they can't, like, they don't know what the hell is going on. And so the classes, just, they, they, they just keep falling farther and farther behind. So they need remedial classes now instead of repeating the the sixth grade or something or the eighth grade instead of repeating that uh you, you put them in the ninth grade but then put them in remedial ninth grade so it's like eighth grade all over again well and that's the that's that's the weird thing about the way they do school now uh as i'm finding out my son is really smart but he's a fucking dumbass and so he won't turn in his assignments and so he he'll fail everything well so He's he should be redoing his freshman year, but that's not the way the school does it. They he's not a freshman again. He's a sophomore now because this is his second year in school. Never mind that he he passed literally zero classes his freshman year. He now is a sophomore. So he's taking sophomore classes, but like he's also having to do other makeup stuff to try to catch up like why not just make him go back and retake all the shit well, that he failed? Like, because, I don't understand. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're not know? supposed to make kids feel bad about not accomplishing anything. Bullshit, and, I want that little motherfucker to feel as bad as he can. He needs to feel like a failure and, and try to fix it. Yes, when you fail, you first of all, you learn a lot from failure. You probably learn more from failure than you do any successes. But if you fail something and you still get rewarded, you're going to be failing your entire life and kids need to fucking deal with fail. Like, okay, you didn't do your fuck. You didn't turn your work in on time. This is, these are the repercussions for that. Now you get to repeat the grade like a dipshit. I mean, and we like this idea that we should be protecting kids from that. You're not protecting them from anything. That's not the way the world works. As soon as you're out of these dumbass fucking government schools, you don't get to just fucking fail at everything and keep getting promoted. You're, you're going to be out on the fucking street. I blame Abraham Lincoln. That motherfucker failed his way all the way into a presidency and then started up. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, war. look at our politicians today. Jesus Christ. How, how many unimpressive people are, are in Washington, D.C. right now? Did you know that Lincoln was not all that popular as a uh, as a presidential candidate? He only he only ended up winning with like 30. I think it was like 32 percent of the vote or something like he didn't even get a full third of the vote. But he was running against two. It was like I think there were four total candidates. There were only three like legitimate candidates, but there was also a fourth one on the on the ballot that pulled like libertarian numbers, like two or three percent. And then the other three like major candidates all split the vote. And so like Lincoln won by default because somebody had to win and he just happened to be the one who ended up with the most out of that, like very unimpressive number of votes that, that ended up being what it took to win. And like, he was not a, ah, see, this is, yeah. this is why like Lincoln, Lincoln has been, Lincoln has been very whitewashed by history and he was not a, not a good, well, yeah, not a because, good president. Yeah. No, it depends on, who, you know, he who wins the war gets to write history. <laughs> yeah. That, that that's the that's the life lesson of of history is the only thing that matters is to be the winner and that that's something that the uh 
that's something that the right hasn't figured out and the left has done an incredible job with is like it doesn't matter what you do or how terrible you are or how hypocritical you are or any of that stuff if you win then you get to be on the right side of history and it doesn't matter how you're viewed at at the time you get to be right later on because you'll be the one who who paints your own picture yeah very very true all right we got a, a couple other things to get through today uh what do you uh you want to talk about the the house that blew up in virginia i know we kind of teased it the other day so this dude oh, was sure. like this dude was like batshit crazy um james U was his name and i don't know if you saw the video of this the the house blowing up but i did but yeah go ahead and roll it feared this was going to end badly just after eight o'clock monday night it did a massive explosion lifting an entire home off its foundation it started in the afternoon when police responded to reports that a man inside had fired a flare gun more than 30 times that led to a standoff with a swat team armed with a search warrant i love how he's got a fucking frosty the snowman out there <laughs> for blocks we need all fire apparatus so we can get the house just exploded i believe i thought it was actually like probably like either uh all right that, that guy's an idiot uh, the the explosion was impressive and then uh so this guy's name was james Wu, and at this point everything has been scrubbed but he had a youtube channel that the youtube channel was just um stills of all of these like um court cases that he had like trying to take the doj and uh different intelligence agencies to court over varying stuff uh like letters and correspondence where he is trying to tell them about different stuff um he thought that he thought that he had like neighbors that were spying on him and after him uh the dude was the dude was kind of nuts but also like he was constantly breathing down the neck of the intelligence uh community like trying to get them to look into stuff that he thought seemed suspicious that um to the average conspiracy theorist are things that seem pretty suspicious but like they wouldn't they wouldn't have anything to do with him and so like uh, but now all of his social media his youtube everything it's been completely scrubbed like it didn't exist like it's and it's kind of and crazy do, do we know what caused the explosion yet not yet i haven't or at least i haven't seen anything that uh that nails it down they th there's thoughts that he might have had it rigged or something um yeah it wasn't just like oh a gas line <laughs> i don't think um I, so he sounds like a paranoid schizophrenic to me yeah yeah i mean more or less so he yeah he might have had it he might have had it rigged to explode. Were they trying to go in or were they, they were still just standing outside yelling at him? They had a search warrant and they were trying to get him to come out so that they could uh, peacefully enter the premises the and, and execute the, the search warrant. Yeah. Like they were trying to not have it become uh, violent or anything. 
and and they did they did locate his remains inside and it has been identified as him or at least they claim that it's been identified as him how, how do you identify a body after that level I of yeah i was just thinking of what kind of remains there were maybe some teeth laying around or something <laughs> yeah them damn good dental records yeah that was a big that was a big fucking explosion man very that, bizarre that was impressive i mean that like that was just the the video itself <laughs> i had a buddy that was like oh uh, like when we shared the video in one of our like group chats and he goes man that was pretty amazing i was like yeah, yes i think you're kind of missing the point but it was quite amazing it's yeah, yeah like i i want to know like how much of something it would take to cause an explosion like that right like if it's a meth lab it must have been like a gigantic fucking meth lab well and there's and like there's no there's no evidence of drugs or anything like that like i feel like by now they would have been like it was a meth lab yeah if it was yeah. so how much like plastic explosives or something does it take to blow a house up like that right yeah that, it's i mean it's a lot it's i mean it's got to be a lot the thing is huge all right well i can do one or two more i think and then we should probably get out of here uh speaking of uh blowing stuff up the uh hunter biden oh yeah how did we forget about this <laughs> we'll get out of here on so hunter biden it is making me like him a lot more and more now <laughs> it, it's just unbelievable everything that they go after people for are the things that i couldn't care any less about so hunter biden didn't pay taxes on his bribes it's like all right <laughs> like what so this guy's fucking legendary he spent there was like another thing that i saw like he spent million like he withdrew millions of dollars from an atm from like atm withdrawals over a year period like 1.4 million i forget exactly what the number was it's just like an astonishing amount of money to withdraw in like 400 increments like he's going to the the atm like every day getting 400 bucks like getting two hookers and like that and some fucking crack and like that's his day it's hilarious uh now he's being indicted on how many count nine nine new charges evasion of taxes failure to file pay taxes false or fraudulent tax returns so in my mind none of these are crimes he's avoiding theft couldn't care any less about this couldn't care any less about the hookers um the bribe money yeah I'd like I'd like to get to the bottom of that. And then the, like there's pictures of him with like underage girls on his phone, right? On his laptop and stuff like like doing some weird, some very questionable things. How about that? No, not interested. Tax evasion. God damn it, man. Hunter Biden's a fucking legend. That was like that was like when they had all the stuff with the the laptop stuff and they were indicting him previously, and then it ended up uh, falling by the wayside, like they had a gun charge in there, along with oh, that too. Yeah. all of this other stuff. And the whole reason that that case ended up falling apart and never moving forward is because the statute of limitations ran up or expired on the gun charge. It's like nobody gives a fuck about a goddamn handgun that ended up getting thrown out anyway. That 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 his uh, sister-in-law that he was banging threw out anyway. Like, nobody cares about the gun. Do, like, 
charge him on all of the other terrible shit. Like, why are we letting you see that? That's that's my problem with the way they do this shit is they'll tag some bullshit in there and then they'll let the case get thrown out because of the bullshit instead of leaving the bullshit alone and going after the things that are actually important. I think. Yeah, well, it's going to be very interesting because for the last what is it? Uh, fuck, dude, seven years. The, the left has been clamoring about Trump's tax returns and the rich paying their fair share and all this stuff. And here's here is privileged Hunter Biden with millions of dollars in income from something. Um, China, Ukraine, all this stuff coming millions of dollars in taxes he has to pay the rich paying their fair share. And of course, he's evading all these taxes. And I'm going to go way out on a limb here and say the corporate press and all these fucking left wing lunatics not interested in these charges. I, just a week ago, I was being told how successful and accomplished Hunter Biden was. He's actually yeah. a role model for everybody. Yeah. You know, he had all these all these impressive companies. And yeah, he did this. He did that. It's like, oh, OK. Now let uh, let's do tax returns. I guess nine charges. Now anybody else in the world that's facing nine counts of fucking tax evasion, you're fucked. You're absolutely fucked. Uh, you're not even innocent until proven guilty in tax court. You are guilty, and you have to prove your innocence. Now I don't know how he could possibly do that. Uh, it, it is pretty funny that. I mean, this, this is literally just fucking bribe money. All of it's bribe money. And he didn't pay taxes on it. And now he has to fucking somehow justify this. It's pretty sad that they require you to pay taxes on your ill-gotten monies and stuff. Like, yeah, like that was you know, one of the big things, uh, you know, during after following the, the summer of love and everything was there were, you know, the IRS was putting out notifications like make sure you you pay your taxes on any stolen goods. Like we've got your ass on film. We know what you took. You better claim, you better claim that shit on your taxes or we're coming after you. Like we're not going to actually do anything about you looting and stealing all the shit, but we just need our cut. Right. It's literally fucking Tony Soprano, dude. I, I can't stress this enough. The government is the mafia. Just call them the federal mafia. Like what would happen on the Sopranos? What did happen? When like Christopher would rip off a fucking truck of suits, for instance, Tony was pissed off. Yes, because you weren't supposed to hit Uncle Junior's trucks. But maybe this rack doesn't go back. Where's my cut? I, I mean, there is no difference between the way they operate. It's like, yeah, you weren't supposed to fucking steal from all those stores, but you did. And you owe me 20 percent. Explain the difference. Other than you've just grown up in government schools and been propagandized to not see, not see it. It just has to be pointed out to you. I mean, like if you went to Tony Soprano's fucking school and just be like, yeah, this is just, this is the way it goes. Taxes are the price we pay to live in a civilized society. And right. if you're going to be uncivilized, it's the price you pay for that too. It's unbelievable. And I was, I was joking on, on Twitter right before we went live. I was like, maybe if TurboTax had a, had a section for dis disclosing your bribery earnings, Hunter Biden would have paid these taxes like they do for drug, you know, drug uh, money and any other Ill illicit gotten gains. <laughs> it's just like, 
I don't Come remember on, the bribery section, but maybe they'll add that for 2024. I wonder, yeah, do, do any of these like online? Uh, see, I have an accountant, an accountant, and that, so I don't actually deal with any of that stuff. Like they just take care of it for me. Like, does any of these like do it yourself? tax programs have anything where you can go through and like make your declarations on stolen property and bribes and stuff like that like is that is that a section is there is there an a an ill-gotten gains section for i i don't i don't remember seeing it but (laughs) but i'm not sure yeah i i do remember seeing like the warnings going out from like the irs and stuff like that where it's like yeah you owe tax like technically you owe us taxes on this Amazing. Yeah. God damn it. God bless America. <laughs> oh, man. So is Hunter Biden going to be able to skirt these charges? What do you think? Yeah. Just pay a fine. He'll get oh. a, he'll get a, a couple hundred thousand dollar fine. A couple hundred thousand will come in from China or something. It's and in California. So, you know, they just want their cut. Like they, they don't they don't actually have any interest in in doing anything to him and punishing him in any way. They just want some money out of it. So there'll end up being a, there'll end up being some sort of a deal and a payoff and it'll all go away. And none of this will ever come to nothing will ever come out of this. But did you see uh, California's new budget deficit is uh, slated to be 68 billion with a B. Let's imagine that the, the best way to combat bad liberal policies is to just let them do it. Just let them do it. Just let them take it all the way to its fruition. Stop, stop fighting them. If they want, if they want $700 billion for some bullshit program, give them 800. That way they can't come back and say, Oh, we didn't, we just didn't have enough, like give them everything they want. Let them run the whole thing exactly the way they want and run it all the way into the fucking ground. Like California is like, Oh yeah, California has like the ninth Surf largest wars. GDP on the planet, the bigger GDP than most countries. It's like, yeah, you're also running a budget deficit that's larger than most countries' GDP. So like figure that yeah. out. Right. And it's my guess would be it's a factor of, of two different things. Like a lot of a lot of rich people and businesses are leaving California for obvious reasons. A lot of uh, stores were closing, like San Francisco, like when these stores closed down, there goes all your tax revenue. When you let people fucking rob and loot stores willy nilly, um, yeah, they're they're closing up shop. There goes your tax revenue. So, and also the economy probably not as good as uh, Bidenomics would have you believe. So they're not the tax receipts that they're getting are not what they were expecting. And yeah, it's a uh, oof sixty eight billion. Keep going, like I said, keep going, California. Gavin Newsom doing a great job. <laughs> oh god all right is that is that it i believe that is it all right yeah that's about hour 15 here what do you got going on this weekend anything fun uh other than the wife's christmas party nothing uh we're we're just gonna kind of oh, take shit. christmas parties already jesus yeah. gonna be about December. that time of the year it's the it's the most wonderful time of the year next uh Next weekend is my birthday, and I'm going home, back home to Kentucky to celebrate with my family and maybe even a few friends. And so I will, uh, I will officially be 40 next Saturday. 
Oh, wow. Getting up there, huh? I think I'm surprisingly good looking for my age, but. <laughs> yes, you don't look 40. Thank you. Yeah, you don't act 40 either, so. I, I will always be 12 at heart. <laughs> Isn't it so fucking weird? Like, when you were younger and you'd think somebody was 40 years old, it was like, holy shit, dude. That's an adult. They've got things figured out. And now here you are pushing 40 and you're just a fucking buffoon. <laughs> I love it. And I am absolutely no different. Um, <laughs> I still feel like aside from the fact that I am um, acutely aware that my body will fail me <laughs> in certain like I'm not playing fucking football anymore because I just don't I'm like I don't want to have a torn ACL at fucking 39. You know, I've been, I've been working but, out and running a lot more over the last year or so and i've really stepped up the working outside of that over the last four months or so uh i'm i'm actually thinking about getting back into basketball and just see like see how my body handles it and see how i do like now that i've yeah. now that i feel like i'm back in more of the shape that i was in in my late 20s and early 30s uh you know that mid 30s i i kind of feel like i got into a a really comfortable sort of sedentary routine of i was happily married with kids and kind of doing the stuff and I wasn't pushing myself as much. And so when I was playing basketball, that was all I was doing like once or twice a week. And, and I really felt it now that I've gotten myself back in the similar shape to what I was in when I was younger, I want to start playing again just to see how, see how my body feels now that I'm taking better care of it. Yeah. I mean, I, I still would love to play these sport, but it's like, man, when you were in your 20s, it was just like nothing bad can happen to me. I'm going to be fucking fine. I mean, granted, I had like a bunch of uh, I dislocated my shoulder a bunch of times and stuff like that. So and that goes back to high school, but it's still like, just like, yeah, I'll be fine. Like, and now it's just like I just see like the downside and everything because <laughs> I've seen it happen to other people. I'm just like, oh, fuck, man. I don't want to have a fucking torn ACL, MCL, and meniscus playing co-ed flag football. That's just the risk reward is just not there. <laughs> but I am, uh, I am also in uh, pretty good, pretty good shape right now. I've been, I've been uh, taking pretty good care of myself. I've been hitting the, the fucking gym and stuff. So yeah, I uh, Yolo, I Johnny. You got to find you a good Mexican flag football league and go after. <laughs> Dude, I was so good. I was so good at fucking football, man. If, if everybody would just stop growing when, when they had the pound for pound, like they, they used to divide us into weight classes, dude. And I was in the, like, I was always in the lightweight or whatever. And it was like, dude, I dominate. It was like four touchdowns before the, the first half was over. And then I'm like, say so like my dad would get there in like the second quarter. And I'm like, yeah, I'm done for the day at four touchdowns. It's <laughs> just like, they couldn't like you had I had to go up against like bigger fucking dudes that could actually tackle me. And uh, I was just like super fast and shit had great vision. So, yeah, I used to love playing football, man. But uh, you get you get to a certain. Uh, yeah. Once you get to high school, man, those guys get fucking big. I bet you could find some like baseball leagues or something like some intramural baseball leagues down there i mean baseball is supposedly big in in mexico yeah there, you know there's a stadium that's not too far from here i was having dinner one night and i just like started i was like let me walk around this neighborhood because i hadn't been around and I, there was like a game on there was like a baseball game on and uh, yeah, i just sat there watched them play 
center, the fucking outfielders had no idea what they were doing. They were playing so deep because they didn't know how to go back on a ball. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that'd be that'd be pretty fun, dude. I, I would be like uh, La Flama Blanca. <laughs> oh man, that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, maybe I gotta bring my uh, gotta get my mitt, bring that down. There you go. Practice, dude. Good. I haven't. I haven't fucking life goals there. Catch. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, that that's a wrap for this week. Thank you all so very much for listening. Don't forget to uh, subscribe to the Substack and this podcast. You can become a supporting listener of this show. Maybe help us get a Jamie somewhere down the line. Justin was supposed to be the Jamie, but I, I do my uh, best. But sometimes yeah, I don't have I the. Uh, him. <laughs> so um yeah and share the show share it with somebody that you think is going to get some value out of it so we can uh grow these numbers and get a jamie all right so uh until then you guys know what to do just keep on peddling that so-called fiction peace